This episode of the Two Fit Crazies in a Microphone podcast is brought to you by TFC Productions. Two Fit Crazy Productions, TFC Productions, that's our production company helping people with their podcasts. Increase your brand, grow your business by creating your very own podcast, and we are here to help you every step of the way. You do not have to do all the work. We do a lot of it for you. This podcast is also brought to you by ContiFit.com. Get the best online training, the best in arthritis, in let's face it together, facial fitness and rehabilitation, all sorts of functional fitness training at your fingertips. That's ContiFit.com. Also brought to you by High Five Health and Fitness. Uh, virtual health coaching sessions and corporate wellness programs, all the information at high5healthandfitness.com. It is Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are Two Fit Crazies. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Why are you pointing? Yeah. Why are you pointing at Showtime, like Conti. Oh, my God. And um, action. Right. Here we are. Once <laughs> again, chaos, pandemonium, pandemic. <laughs> Love and life. Yeah, the United States has not blown itself up yet. What, Here's hoping. Well, look, Conti, this episode might not air for a Doesn't few weeks. Matter. That's true. <laughs> As of right now, this will go in the, we have the annals abil- of history. We have the ability to edit. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. It's fine. But what do you do? Fine. What do you do when things are crazy you down here? You go for a run. You go north of the border. You do. We go back to Canada. We have been. Taking a tour of our northern brothers and sisters. It's like we're on a cruise. It is. <laughs> Through Canada. Even my kids know that you don't go on a cruise to Alaska <laughs> until you retire. Okay. And then it's a rite of passage. You can't die unless you do that as well. <laughs> Just not out there. I've never been on a cruise. You? Once, and it was traumatizing. Yeah? My parents took me on the big red boat in fifth grade. Okay, I'm too old for the big red boat in fifth but that's grade. that's like the and, Disney? Yeah. Okay. And I'm, I'm by myself. Mom? Dad, me, oh, and fifth grade Christine. Oh, you were probably very mature. Beautiful. Yeah. I had big glasses, big (laughs) things, and I had like, I was like, I wasn't, I was like a linebacker. Would we have put you on on the. Listen, uh, I wasn't, I I don't want to say the word fat. I was just big. Big boned? Like I was like an offensive lineman. Husky? Yeah. Like my mom said I wasn't pretty, I was pretty plus. <laughs> oh, There's so my many issues gosh. with Carol. So we wouldn't have used your uh, face on the logo at that time. Mm. No, you had to blossom. You had to <laughs> evolve. And <laughs> <laughs> a cocoon. <laughs> and yep. I came out in the beginning of ninth grade. People were like, who the? No, actually, ninth grade is when I started my cocooning. Tenth grade, I show up for school on the first day, and they're like, who the hell is this? I'm like, hi. <laughs> new person. New, whole new Christine. Like, I cut my hair and like big yeah. intro. It's crazy. Dun, 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 dun. When did you grow to be um six foot tall? How tall are Not you, by the way? Six foot. I'm five nine. And I was five nine on my like in eighth grade. I stopped growing. I was this tall. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. And then all the guys didn't catch up until senior year and then yeah. they passed me. I've never been 5'9 in my life. <laughs> no, <it's okay. laughs> Full grown It's human. crazy up here in the clouds. <laughs> oh man. Uh... So we have a really great power couple today by the name of Wendy and Mark McCormick. And they are both in the business and fitness and health industry, personal trainers, group fitness instructors. Uh, we got a great story about their their love connection. Yeah, where they met. Mark Mark uh, Mark is yeah, and is an expat and uh, uh, ex military uh, mm-hmm. U.S. United States Navy. Thank mm-hmm. you for your service, Mark. And uh, you know, and he ended up in in Canada and Edmonton, and, Canada. And, yeah, Alberta. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, you know, it's just a great story and, and what they've really done and what, you know, a lot of what we spoke about is, is, um, what they've done during the pandemic and how they've uh, gotten along and how, you know, Mark was pretty well established on, um, on zoom and, and virtual already. And, you know, Wendy as well and how they've developed this group and, uh, they got a, you know, a great community going online and they're providing tremendous value to people, um, through a Facebook, um, group that they've, uh, that they've established. And it's, 
really good. It's affordable. Um, you know, they're fantastic trainers and, you know, the workouts are good and the community is great and, and, uh, they have a very good thing going on. Uh, you know, in addition to that, just kind of like the state of the state up there. Um, they're good people. This is, this is the thing. And I'm going to ring, you know, I'm going to pull everyone back down to the earth right now with all the chaos and the, I need to do this and I need to Facebook and blah, 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 blah. Okay. And again, even, you know, myself and Brian talking about marketing and, you know, how important it is to be present and, you know, social media and platforms. Yeah, you're right. That's important. But you're going to hear from them also, Mark mentions about, you know, what it's like I did it the old-fashioned way. And my response is that should not be old-fashioned. Talking to people and making phone calls. I got all riled up today. I told you already. Making phone calls and emails and text messages that are personal – should not be old-fashioned. That's the way. This is a podcast. We sit here without our... I don't even know where my phone is. It's probably dead. We sit here without of our, out of our technology, is, is not in our reach, and you're present. All right. We're mindfulness, present, social-emotional learning. I get it. This is what it's about. Sure. So here we go. You're going to hear a great story and some really great information um, from these two who are just fantastic. Yeah, it's a lot of fun, and uh, we hope you enjoy it as much as we did. Uh, Wendy and Mark McCormick, here we go. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are Two Fit Crazy. And the microphone. We are where it's at. How you doing, Brian? I'm well. Very well. Very well. Mm-hmm. It is actually pretty decent weather around here. Oh, it's been nice. It, Everybody's outside today. Oh, it's gorgeous. I took everybody instead of inside. I said, we're not doing any of that stuff. No bells, no weights, no nothing. We're going outside. We're walking. We're running. We're being in nature. It's going to be fun. That must have been it nice. Good, it was a good day. While I was presenting slaving for us at all conferences, you're welcome. I'm just kidding. It was great. It's been a fun day. I'm giving you right back. You're trying to make me feel guilty. There it is. There it is. All right. So we are joined by two amazing guests today. And I would like to introduce Wendy and Mark McCormick to the show. How are you? Doing great. Doing great. Yeah. Yeah, As always. As always. All right. So we've been, Brian and I actually have been on a, um, like a Northeastern Canadian tour for, for the last like, what, month and a half probably? We we technically can't go to Canada right now. So we're bringing Canada to us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We talked about those borders. Got to keep those germy Americans away. (laughs) It's so embarrassing. I'm sorry. I apologize on behalf of. It, it, it's actually not good here in um, in Edmonton. We've got cases rising faster than you can blink an eye. And it's, yeah, but right. life goes on. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a worldwide pandemic. <laughs> so we're we're just worse at it than everybody else, or better true. at it, depending on how you look oh, at it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm winning the pandemic. <laughs> That's really sad. <laughs> really sad. Oh my gosh. That's like my friends used to play. Um, it came out wrong. What was it like the death pool or something? Oh uh, yeah, I've been in there. every year where they like throw down names or they think of people that might pass away. I'm like, this is not right on any way, shape, or form. So, needless to say, um, aside from pandemic and death that we just <laughs> completely covered, um, got that out of the way. We got that out of the way very quickly. So, tell us, um, being in, you know. Group fitness, adult fitness, personal training. Um, we always love to hear from people all over the world. How in the world did you get into this crazy industry? 
How did we get in this industry? Um, well, that's a long story. Mm-hmm. It is a long story. Who do you want to hear from first? Rock, paper, scissors. All right. Uh, Wendy, go ahead. Okay. Well, the long story, which I will keep as brief as possible, um, I guess it started my when I was in high school. Um, my dad was always really physically fit. He was a bus driver and ended up getting bursitis in his in his hips and back and started working out when we were kids. Uh, and so he was always a role model for me. And then in high school, my girlfriends and I were in the habit of watching soap operas and eating a bucket of ice cream together. <laughs> and uh, you know how you start enjoying a little muffin top. So my girlfriends and I decided we were going to go work out for school. And of course, all of our friends were like, yo, you'll never do it. You'll never do it. Which was just more fire uh, under us. And, and we started that habit. And um, while I was there, one of the one of the mornings, there was a sub teaching the 6 a.m. step class and she didn't poor soul, didn't know what she was doing. And my girlfriend and I were just giving her, oh, you should become a fitness instructor. You'd be great at it. Um, It didn't happen at that time. But fast forward a number of years um, when I was living in Vancouver, uh, I got a job at a women's only fitness facility that my cousin was going to. And I just started working there, helping um, set up people on equipment and stuff. And um, at that time, the staff actually had to teach the fitness classes in, in the daytime. So all my energy is, Oh, Wendy, you should start teaching fitness. Oh, well, okay. And there we go. There that's when that's when it all started <laughs> and I was teaching two or three classes a day and loving it and um, I actually really didn't care a hoot about selling memberships but get me in front of a crowd of people and let me jump around and life was fabulous so that, that's the that's the abbreviated version and it just kind of went from there from teaching group fitness to uh, moving into um, supervising the group fitness depart- departments at various facilities, and I would I would never stop teaching group fitness. Um, the supervising is wonderful because you get to do mentoring and you get to see people expand their skills and abilities and really blossom. So that's incredibly rewarding as well. Mark, tell your story. <laughs> Mine, okay. Um, gosh. So I, how I got started in the fitness industry, I, I, I was always interested in fitness. Um, as a young kid, I always had this adventure spirit, um, wanted to push myself. And uh, I guess in, in either an in individual or team sports, I just found myself um, pushing my own limits. And, and I was just intrigued by that and continued working out, I guess, through high school and uh, went into the military uh, shortly after high school. Uh, I was in the U.S. Navy. And after a few years, um, my sister was working. Or no, she was attending the University of Ohio, I think, at the time. And I was just talking to her about you know, time after the military. And I was at the moment I was thinking of getting out. And um, I just wasn't really, really sure what to do. And I remember my dad telling me, you know, just follow your passions and do what you're you know, try to do something you like to do. And I thought I was talking about that and thought, Oh, is fitness actually even a career? Um, and back then it, it was like, it was not popular as a career. Cause that's back in gosh, maybe like 93 or four. And, um, so it was early days, I think of, of really getting into, um, personal training. And anyway, I, I thought, okay, let me just go to the university and get some science behind this. I've been lifting and experimenting with nutrition and, and different type of lifting programs for many years at that time already. And um, trying, well, trying to figure out what worked for me. And then it just naturally went into, you know, other people knowing that you, you know, you have experience in that area and they just wanted advice. And I guess even in the military, I'll be honest with you. I was very disappointed with the physical standards of the military at the time. I, I was actually really let down. I was like, wow, how come this isn't harder? (laughs) (laughs) 
which is a weird thing, but um, firstly, I wanted more of a challenge and I just felt like even the standards should have been higher. And uh, I didn't get out of the military. I continued as a reservist. And um, uh, while I was a reservist and um, just before I started university, I started working at a um, uh, wellness center. Uh, just same thing. I was a desk attendant at the front desk, uh, greeting uh, members and, and helping them out. And, and then it just naturally progressed into, you know, going into classes, attending classes and um, seeing instructors teach, um, doing personal training myself in terms of, you know, that just that initial, like taking people through initiations and um, teaching them about certain exercises that they get started on a program. And I guess once you're in the industry, you learn about, you know, the different opportunities that exist. And so uh, I got certified. Um, I started off as an ACE uh, certified personal trainer. And um, after graduating uh, university, I actually um, took another certification out in Vancouver, um, BC. And that's kind of how Wendy and I crossed paths. And... um, yeah, so that's kind of a whole another story. Um, <laughs> that, that's a good story. I I didn't I was unaware that that you were uh, you were a, you're an expat here in uh, in Canada. Yeah. How did that go? How did what happened? Is it about a girl? Uh, is that you yeah, made it north of the border? <laughs> <laughs> it's always about a girl. Isn't that's it? right. <laughs> which story do you want? Do you want the the real story, or do you want the story I tell Mark's clients? <laughs> uh oh. Yeah, the, the story I tell Mark's clients um, is far more exciting. It's, uh, but they're both good. They're both good stories, I think. If, if ever anybody wanted a screenplay, ours would be one of those great, sappy love stories. A rom-com? Really yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it would. So um, at the time, I was living in Vancouver, and uh, Mark was coming out to Vancouver to do your ACE yeah, I was exam, right? Yeah, I was taking um I was I took a break in university. It was like the only 3 weeks off I had of, of my entire university career and uh I went out to uh Vancouver um in terms of, of like job prospecting actually. I was like I wanted to move to the the coast. Um I was from Minnesota and living in Minnesota at the time and I thought okay, this is a great opportunity. I can I can go get my certification. Um, find a job opportunity, try to get sponsored to live and um, immigrate to Canada or at least get there to work. And uh, I got invited to a barbecue uh, for, I think it was the Kosovo refugees at the time. Um, and, yeah, my, uh, co- my cousins were sponsoring some refugees and one of Mark's Navy buddies was really good friends with my cousins so they had said to me, oh, Wendy, we want you to come to this barbecue because there's this guy we think you should meet. He's into fitness and he's Lutheran. And I'm like, oh, oh, yay, great. And he's American, you say? What more could a girl want? Someone from the Navy. And the States. Wow, this sounds great. Okay, we'll check him out. So anyway, yeah, I went to the barbecue fell off my bike when I saw him. My cousin had just edged his sidewalk and my tire got caught in it. So oh, that was my good looks. Yeah, it could have been your good looks. Actually it was the size of his thighs that really threw me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we had we had fun getting to know each other while he was while he was there visiting. And um I actually really wasn't interested in a romantic relationship at the time, but I had just gotten out of a long relationship and I knew everything I didn't want and everything I wanted and I compared my checklist to all of his (laughs) attributes and he hit all the must-have marks and then a whole bunch of the would be great to have marks and none of the red flags so just before he left I, I said here you know my number Call me if you want. I think you're marriage material. Don't call me <laughs> if you're not interested in in uh, settling down, having four kids, and being with the Canadian. <laughs> so I never expected to hear from him again. And lo and behold, yeah, it was it was pretty interesting um, that instant 
um, she kind of dropped that bomb. We were sitting on a futon and she just <laughs> unloaded on me. I was like, wow, huh? How do you respond to this? Um, well, one, or two, one, of, one of two ways, you either get the hell out of there or you stay. <laughs> fight, or, <laughs> fight or flight. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Anyway. And, uh, it was kind of a, even, a um, story after that, um, but anyway, I was going to the, I was going heading to the airport, and uh, every possible challenge that could come up to get to the airport was occurring that day, and we were just late to the traffic and all sorts of stuff. And then we get to the airport, and I missed the flight, and I was like, oh my gosh! And then I thought, okay, I got to get back to school because I start like this next week, and then I couldn't leave for another three or four days, and so anyway, I go back to Vancouver. And I call Wendy and I said, "Hey, how you doing? Um, you want to go for you want to meet? Go for go out tonight or go for coffee or whatever it was?" And uh, yeah, sure, just kind of playing along. And then like, no, really, <laughs> let's get together. I'm still here. <laughs> and so then we had another we had about another three days together, and that was really just what anchored our, I think our the start of a commitment to both of our ourselves um, to really be committed to our relationship and. Yeah, then I went back to university for a whole another year, and we talked every day on the, my phone. Um, that really yeah, back when it was five cents a minute to call international. So. <laughs> yeah, I think my scoop, my phone bill was maybe as high as my tuition bill, which was interesting. <laughs> All right. Hey, I'm worth it. That's right. I thought I swore at some point somebody's going to be running through the airport, like you know, with that story, just the way that it was going. I thought that there was going to be hey, a scene there. It it actually happened that way. We we were we were the traffic was so busy on the ramp to get towards the airport. I actually got out and ran to the airport. Okay, all right, all right. With my bags, I'm like, man, I gotta go. I gotta get there. When they write the when we write the movie, we'll we'll make that in there. We'll fix that. Yeah, in there. we'll we'll tweak it a little bit, right. make it a little crazy. more dramatic. Yeah. But yeah, and then it was a year later and we were married and Mark Mark moved to Washington and um, started working uh, out in Washington, but also World picking gym. up clients in Vancouver just kind of under the table and... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey. What? Uh, <laughs> that's right. There's a little bit of illegal immigrant in all of us. <laughs> That's right. We don't judge. <laughs> we get it. So yeah. when do you make it work, right? I yeah. mean, that's, that's, the, that's the beauty of, of fitness is there, there's so many different ways to have a career in this industry. Um, and it's ever-changing and expanding. Coming to Canada, that, that was like, uh, for me, um, I didn't know anybody. And I was coming into a new city, new environment. Uh, no contacts. And so I really, I did it the old fashioned way where I went, you know, went from business to business and like, Hey, are you guys looking for um, employees or workers? Um, I'm a new trainer. I'd love to work here. And I went to so many places doing that. And, um, and I just ran into some really great people and it's people that I've, I've still know today. And um, you know, it was, it was probably really challenging. I think the most challenging in the first year to two, um, where it was slowly building up clients, and then all of a sudden, just everything just boomed and exploded, and was just busy as ever, and it was awesome. So, I love the fact that you just said that, Mark, because I just got off a, a giving a a workshop, and it was about marketing and just kind of growing who you are and your brand. And I was, I just. I like rolled into the studio and I was all hepped up because <laughs> it was, you know, like it was called marketing without money. And I'm like, listen, you don't need anything but yourself. Yeah. And, you know, I went back and I'm like, I love the fact that you said that because you did it an old fashioned way. Well, the old fashioned way is the way that it, it, it should always be. It shouldn't be, yep. you know, like, I said, Brian, I'm like, you know, you can't just throw out like a freaking Facebook post and think that everyone is going to hire you as a trainer. <laughs> or if yeah. you're like, I'm offering this great workshop in class and you post it on, you know, Instagram and think that everyone's coming. I'm like, that's not how it works. Like it's, you have to have, <laughs> you have to have personal connections. I'm like, unless you're a Kardashian or Tony <laughs> Robbins, 50,000 people are not going to show up. Like, yeah. And, yeah, and and that wasn't even an option back then. Right. I mean, 
I know there, there was no computers. I didn't even have a computer. It wasn't even an option for us to communicate that way. The funny thing is the only contact I knew of was Wendy told me, Hey, go talk to Peter twist. <laughs> and, uh, I was like, okay, who's that? Right. <laughs> and <laughs> who was a guest on your show a few weeks ago? He was, and, uh, but we're, you know, and as like, a, you, as someone from the United States, like it was just, you know, like there's different people that are different mega stars, and if you're not into hockey, you wouldn't have heard his name. Maybe you he's, know he's a good yeah. guy to go look up. He's a good guy to know. Yeah, not too bad to knock <laughs> on his door. Yep. So and, yeah, and, and it's funny. It's, go ahead. I was just gonna say, like, it's interesting when you when you take that um, avenue of, you know, you're just curious and you want to know like what the industry is all about. Um, you have no preconceived notions like, Hey, you know what? I just want to go out and meet people see what, you know, what options are actually out there in the industry and get involved however I can. And that was really, I think the most beneficial thing because it, you know, it, it really expanded my network of who I knew uh, within the industry and where to go for work really quick. So. And you know, what's interesting is, is this sort of this COVID experience is almost like a parallel season um, in our careers mm-hmm. in terms of the massive expansion of exposure to other fitness professionals um, and everyone just having to reinvent what they're doing and how they're doing it. Um, and really it, it's, it's what you can provide and the connections that you make right now all over again and there's something kind of grounding in that. Absolutely, I you know yeah. it it and it's all it's 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 human interaction. I mean, we, you 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 do it from a computer screen now or blindly, and and you know, quick story. I you know, it's really been brought to my attention recently about how it's just lost on the current generation and the people coming up, and even like the communication that takes place in the gym. Um, you know, I had a friend of mine that lost his job. He was in pharmaceutical sales, unrelated to fitness whatsoever, and he lost his job. And he's an older guy, you know, he's, he's, he's 50, you know, mid fifties. And, you know, as far as the workforce, it's, uh, you know, it's not, it's an undesirable age to hire a new guy. And, uh, so he went and he found a job and it was a sales job completely underrelated to anything he'd ever done. And within the first week he came home, he came back to the office, you know, after hitting the road. And he brought home this like big deal, right? It was like a good deal for the for the company, and it was like you know he just went and, they, and the people were like, "How did you do that?" And he said, "I talked to them. Mm-hmm. I went and I talked to them, and I and I I walked in and I introduced myself, and and you know, and he's like, you know, because he's an old school guy, what? yeah. <laughs> and but but you see it a lot now, especially young trainers, right, where they don't have the ability to communicate with another human being that's standing right in front of yeah. them about their lives, um, you and, know. And that's- what personal training really is all about it's it's i mean everybody knows how to teach a squat everybody knows how to do these basic fundamentals so it's not necessarily the program you're delivering but who you are and and how you connect with your your clients and what you provide for them in terms of that those other supports um yeah the sort of the the vehicle is the fitness and the exercises that they're doing but it's you know how you make them feel when you're spending time with them whether it's group fitness or or personal training or managing staff how you make them feel um speaks volumes absolutely hey i don't know what yeah. anyone says to me but i know how i feel when i walk yeah. away <laughs> yeah that's it yeah <laughs> As a trainer, I know how you feel too, because it's it sucked for me when I did the workout, and it's really sucking for you right now. Right? There, there's empathy involved there. It's like we can really relate, and and you know, and, and part of it is like for for you know young, you know, I hate to point out the young, but whatever. Young, how young, old are we? Yeah, did yeah we no, just age? well, well, but but they. It's not about them. It's about the client. It's about the person you're working with. For once, it's not about posting yourself out there. It's about you working with them and making it about them and not yourself. So it's, it's, um, you know, I think we'll get back to it. I think that the good trainers, the young or old, they know how to do it. Um, they get it. And, uh, you know, the ones that don't, uh, it's better for us. Right. (laughs) You know, I was thinking, I was on my run this morning. I was thinking about that same thing of, you know, posting, you know, your, it's almost like your story and your history of what you're doing daily with your, with your, work or lives or clients, um, your, even your own personal activities, um, 
whether it's Instagram, um, Facebook, whatever social media avenue that you're posting stuff on. Um, but I think there's a lot of untold stories out there and there's a lot of, um, you know, inspirational people that are just, I'd say it's it's like myself, but I don't post a lot of that because I've always had a very private clientele base and uh, they don't want to be shared and seen. And um, it's, it's just very interesting where it's like, I, I've had a long career as a trainer. Um, and <laughs> the interesting thing is I have clients that just never leave. You know, I've had clients that I've had for 16 years and, um, even clients from Vancouver that back in 2000, that they'd probably still be with me. Um, that, you know, if the story isn't shown out there daily, you know, it's like, it's not that it's not being, it's not happening. Uh, it's still out there. It's just, how do you actually, uh, express that? It's like, you've got to find other ways. And I think that really goes to your connections with people. And currently, you know, like with the social distancing and people just resorting to their phone or resorting to the screen, it really comes down to, you know, how are you connecting with people? Um, you know, when, and when we were, when you just started and we were talking about like, Hey, how was this whole COVID experience? This COVID experience from, I guess for us as a couple, it's been great. I really, there's very little, there's very few things in our lives that I think have, have really impacted, um, a few things, uh, in, on the home front, I guess. Um, but in terms of the whole experience, it's really, really been positive and, Personally, I feel that the whole reaching out to more people in terms of either my clientele or family and friends, um, that's only grown. And I think that's probably the biggest positive um, that I've experienced. And I think I think that's something that we really are under are we're overlooking or we're just missing um, so far with the um, uh, with over the last nine, ten months. I'm curious as to. I don't know how how the rest of you are dealing with this, but I know that there are certain clients or certain people or if you're teaching classes or whatnot that um, are this the habitual like this is so awful. Things are so terrible. Blarp, 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 blarp. I mean, the black cloud, the black clouds. Are they worse or the same or do you feel, you know, it's almost I I have to say this as a, you know, fitness professional or whatnot, um, that I am almost like, what are the positives? What, what have you seen that's been good? And, you know, it seems like for, for both of you, kind of like when Brian and I sit back and are like, how bad has it been? Well, it could be a lot worse and here are some of the positives and we get to do this and this and this. And how have you been, how have you seen that? Have you seen any better or worse? How have you dealt with that? If you have curious. Mark and I are so different in personality wise. I'm the extrovert and he's the introvert. So how it's affected us personally is is so different. Um, I know for, for me, as soon as everything shut down here in Edmonton, I immediately went to doing classes on zoom. Mark had already been doing quite a few meetings on zoom. So he was quite familiar with that platform. Um, and he basically just got me hooked up and boom, the next week, I just put it out there. So that the first few months I was in my happy place. Mm-hmm. I was like, I, I wasn't dealing with the, um, any of the political stuff in fitness facilities and stuff. I just, I just, we're negative people. Yeah. We're negative people. The, the people that were drawn to me from, from whatever facilities and classes that I was doing, reached out to me, jumped in, and we just went with it. You know, we struggled with the um, the Wi-Fi issues and the sound and whatever. But you know what? It was such a blessing to still be together and to have some some reference of normal, right? People that were used to seeing a schedule, that kind of stuff. Um, we don't really have a lot of negative people or people that are just – downers are talking about the negative stuff with us a lot. Yeah, I think that's because, you know, your likes, likes, likes. The the people that you are like are attracted to you versus the the negative Nazis and, and what have you. They're, they don't want to be in your happy bubble. They want to be 
crabby and cranky. <laughs> right. It almost and makes... not to say that I haven't had my moments of, of crabby and cranky because, you know, there are a lot of challenges around this and negotiating that for me. I mean, I'm, I'm a hugger. I, <laughs> I'm still trying to, now that I'm back in my, um, my YMCA, this is something I observed the other day. Um, seeing the people and reconnecting with the people is wonderful but not being able to shake their hand or embrace them and give them the full feeling of my the full Wendy. Of my my joy to, to be with them there there's still this really intense disconnect for me emotionally and physically and so I actually had a really wacky day yesterday just dealing with that emotional disconnect so in as much as I still want to be positive about all of the great things sure there's still there's still loss that needs to be negotiated like for example we had some harder times with our kids our oldest daughter graduated this year and and she missed that and lots of her friends were were not allowed to socialize and so she was really isolated and she's very much an extrovert so negotiating that with her was really challenging and and in as much as I think we wanted to believe our kids were doing great um it was still a little bit surprising here and there yeah and to open up you know really um I'd say I'll go back to your point though about negative uh influence from other negative people um I think really it came down like for me anyway just talking with people um it was just feeling compassion for them and what they're going through. Uh, but then also personally, I feel just living my life as an example and, you know, just talking, like when you're talking back and forth with people, it's like, Hey, how are you doing? It's like, well, you know, every time I'm talking to somebody, it's pointing out a lot of the good things that were happening. And I think really that's where our focus needs to be in the first place. It's like, are you seeing those wins and are you looking at those positives every day? Um, are you looking at the opportunity to spend more time with your spouse or your family, or are you really looking at the the negative? Are you seeing the the bad things that are happening, and are you embracing that and experiencing it yourself? Um, yeah. So personally, I think it's just re, you know, redirecting the focus of hey, let's look at the 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 good things that are happening day to day, and let's keep focusing on that. Um, yeah. And then uh, what off of what Wendy was saying. Um, the effects, you know, like what's going on just in our own family. Um, you know, we did, we did show, or we did actually surface some of the, I think the internal uh, struggles uh, that our kids were having, um, the lack of social socialization that they had with their, their peers, uh, not having that time to either be around their peers on a daily basis and uh, just be kids. Being um, stuck with their parents yeah. <laughs> like, we, we have four kids three of them are teenagers right mm-hmm. this is a season of their life where hanging out with mom and dad is <laughs> Tough. not good for their social career <laughs> absolutely <laughs> however to, to me that was a gift that was a that was a gift to have yeah. access to my children for eight months of, of their life and and yeah, see nice. who they are as people and um, dig into their their minds a little bit and just have them hold them close because I know that time is I don't have much more of that. Yeah, very true. It's been a huge. It's been a huge plus. Huge, huge positive. Everything I think about with the whole situation and and you know every curve that it threw at us or every situation that it put us in was just an opportunity to get better. It was always yeah. about getting better. Okay, this is where we're at now. What are we going to do? Okay, we'll do this and then we'll get better. You know, the gym closes. So what do we do? We started streaming. We started filming, you know, and, and first we stunk at it. Like you said, we went through all the hiccups and all that stuff. And then we got better. And then we ordered some technology that made it even better. And that was really good. And, and, you know, and, and, you know, the family life was an opportunity for us to get better at it. Um, you know, we're with each other all the time. Uh, my wife's a school teacher. She was teaching her class from my kitchen table and it was like and it was an opportunity for me 
to see it and appreciate it. And, you know, she's an amazing teacher. And, you know, now I know why the parents love her because, you know, I got to see it like firsthand. I always knew, but, you know, you see it and it's a whole different perspective. And it's just that everything was, it's just like a little drop in the, of water into the pond. And all these ripples that came out of it were just, you know, just opportunities for, for everybody to learn and and adapt and get better and and just really make the best of it and and look the people that were miserable before mm-hmm. well they're really going to be miserable and they're always going to be miserable and that's just, that's just, that's just their role with all this stuff you know um you know their ripples are waves and uh you know it's what not what your really- shirt say Brian's shirt today it says pay teachers more that's his shirt you're right <laughs> I've got vested interest in that oh my gosh <laughs> but honestly like all I could think of is you know with a lot of this stuff today I was you know I'm in my I'm this is the first year in what like six years I'm not in Chicago this weekend for a conference so I'm in my office presenting I'm finishing up and I hear from outside of my door, like, like some crashing. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, like what is, you know, what's happening? And I can't go out there. Obviously I'm, you know, I'm finishing up. I open the door when I'm done. There is a makeshift zip line that my daughter made from the second floor balcony to the couch and the stuffed animals are riding hangers (laughs) across my house and crashing onto the floor. I love her. I'm like, Sweetheart, <laughs> what are you doing? Um, I made a zipline, mom. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, it's, right? Our imaginations have the opportunity to just go wild. I mean, it, you know, like the, you know, I look back and I'm like, you know, yeah, it would be great. I love my Chicago trips and conferences and whatnot. I'm like, but. I would have missed the zip line. Like I would have missed like the 800 stuffed animals, like flowing down the, you know, whatever. And it's that, those are the kind of things that I look back and I'm like, all right, you know what? That was, that was pretty, that was pretty cool. (laughs) (laughs) There's there's no doubt though, that the effect that that had on the socialization of of the kids. I I mean, luckily I'm kind of have like built in play. My, our kids, my kids are younger, 11, eight and seven, but, but they're all boys and like I had built in play date always because they always have each other. But for like you're saying, like the socialization of kids was big. One of the very first classes that filled up when uh, when we were able to open the facility again in the gym and, you know, outdoors only. And, and But one of the first classes was that high school age, like the, <laughs> like the tweens and the high school age kids. It was packed. I, I, like we were turning people away because we could only have like so many, you know, we only had to have 20 people anyway. Uh, based on the laws and, and then everything that was was going on, but and they, and it was just like ugh, like we like we started an engine. It was just like humming, I told you know? my best friend Shannon that we would have if we were in high school. And I'm sorry to say this because I'm sure your kids are fantastic. <laughs> um, that we would have definitely been breaking out of our house like in the middle of the night oh, just to be like, yes. oh my god! If you told me, you know, oh I'm sorry, you can't see your best friend, you can't see your boyfriend, I would have been like, ah, uh, yep, that's I'm sorry, I'm. I'm a terrible person for saying this. I'm sorry, Mark and Wendy, but I, ju- I can't imagine. I just, like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I would have been that terrible person that was like, um, uh, excuse me. Um, is this whose daughter's this that was just wandering around the street? It was me. I just needed some fresh air. I just needed someone other than my parents. No, we, we actually tried to make sure the kids had at least one friend that they could hang out with or go over and go to their house yeah. or come to our house so that there was at least one outlet. Um, and that, tend, that seemed to work pretty well, actually. Um, but what, what do you, what do you do? Like you, you can't be in total lockdown for your, for your mental health. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you need to consider your, your physical health, you do have to make some limitations and I have a really big family. So even our family gatherings have um, reduced from 40 plus to maybe 10, 15, six. Yeah. yeah. Which, which for me is, is horrible because I, I want yeah. all 500 of my closest <laughs> relatives with me at all times, not just five, but you know, you get, you get through it, you move on. 
where where are you guys now with uh with work and the facilities and and being open i know you wendy you said you were open you just can't hug them um <laughs> what uh what are you you know where are you at as far as those phases uh of of reopening and and how you're able to conduct business well most most fitness facilities are are open um and have been since summer midsummer um Smaller, smaller class sizes, most facilities, if, if not all, you're pre-booking for group fitness or swimming and that kind of stuff so that they're regulating how many people are coming into facilities. Um, but being a, a colder climate, it is now too cold to, to host outdoor fitness for, except for the diehards. The general population, they don't want to be outside yet. It's it's snowing here and there right now. It's nice in that it's not snowing, but <laughs> I think it's supposed to snow this weekend. So people Perfect. are just kind of have to be creative. And even it, within our own facility, they're supposed to be wearing masks except when they're exercising. Some people are really comfortable with that. Other people think, oh, no, everyone should be wearing a mask at all times. So there's still a lot of... Um, general discomfort with the with the population but everybody's trying to find what works for them right and be respectful you know if it if it's not if someone's uncomfortable with it you know you just try and make them feel comfortable so that you can accommodate them how about um yeah. how about how about videos and stuff like that have you kept up with that the things you were doing online when it first happened have you are you continuing with that have you found a spot for it to continue yes. to do it yeah, we've had we're I don't know what, what number we're on. We're we've well, done about 180 close we're to 200. 200 recorded classes. Yeah. That's awesome. And since March. Yeah. It's interesting how so many people are going back and watching old uh videos or not watching, they're just uh, participating in the old classes as well. because uh, people comment on it every day. Um but it's it's uh, there's been a core group of people. Initially there was a big influx. Uh, for the first two months, and then it was a basic core group of people that's been continued ever since. Um, and in terms of myself for personal training, I've had uh, most of my clients, they took a break for a little while, and then they resumed. Um, and then some took a longer break and resumed on just doing um, either through FaceTime or Zoom calls um, once they got the uh, audio video all set up. Uh, so, yeah, it's been great, I guess. Good. Yeah, and I don't... No change. I don't think I will ever let go of having um, virtual classes. Yes, so long awesome. as I have an audience. Sure. Um, you know, we finished our basement, and and so we have a great space down there. Um, so why not? I mean, there's no travel time. You don't have to warm your car up for a half an hour to <laughs> drive to wherever. And you still have the social contact. It's like yeah. it's like a social 15 minutes before and after. Yeah, right. that, and that's, I look forward to that just as much as I looked forward to seeing people in person before and after classes or chatting, and and it's great. I, I just love it. I like it even more. Yeah, because I, it's like you can you can you see them on the during the class or before or after the class. Um, even if I'm peeking in on Wendy's class, or I'll see the comments the next morning from the class or from. Um, what they've commented on social media and there's like a continued dialogue with those same people. So yeah, that's I, something that didn't exist for me with your participants before, but now it does. Yeah. And I, Mark will jump in and sub for me if I end up having to, you know, do something at the Y or take a kid somewhere. And uh, so it's, it's nice. I have a built-in sub. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, of course, you've got your library of recorded classes. So if something comes up last minute and you can't make it or your Wi-Fi is on the fritz, um, then there's still options for them. Uh, it's really a great opportunity. And, yeah, there was certainly a, a learning curve. And do I prefer to be in person? Of course, I prefer to be in person. Uh, and I have a couple of in-person classes, and I'm really grateful for them. Uh, but... What an opportunity for the industry to now be able to have virtual classes, virtual conferences. Like, mm -hmm. seriously, I've, I haven't learned more in a shorter amount of time ever in my life than I have in the last eight months. And I think it's awesome. Shoot, I hadn't even 
had heard of SCW Fitness. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> you know, I've been watching all of all of Sarah's um, podcast or webinars, mm-hmm. um, watching yours, um, a, a, a bazillion of other uh, podcasts and webinars, and it's just fantastic. And then also being able to share this with my team of instructors in terms of just broadening their scope of who they're, they are, um, who they have access to because fitness conferences here in Edmonton, like we, we are a, a six hour drive to the American border. So bringing international presenters in costs a lot of money. Uh, it's difficult to coordinate around the whole American conference schedule. Mm-hmm. So it, it's difficult to get, uh, international presenters up here. So yes, we have a fantastic group of core Canadian presenters, but it's wonderful to yeah, expand nice. and have some fresh ideas and mm-hmm. different concepts. It's amazing. Hey, hey Brian, you ever been to Edmonton? I've never. No. no. <laughs> I, I mean, did you know I, that I, we have a really good hockey team or did No, that no, no, absolutely. I was just, just going to say, I'm just thinking road trip. Here's, you know? here's my story. I know, I know two crazy people that would be I, pretty decent to come up and I trained Paul Coffey. Did so, you really? Well, cool. well, here's the story. I'm working at the gym. The gym owner, yeah, the gym owner comes to me and she okay, says, you "Called the gym, like right? No, hey, gym. This is another gym. Oh, okay. And the gym owner comes to me and she says, "I got a new client. I want you to work with him. Um, he's a hockey player." And I was like, "Awesome. All right, good. You know, sometimes I work with you know high school when kids and sports. This was like six years ago. Okay. And." And she's like, she's like, his name's Paul. And I look at it, and it's Paul Coffee, and it's even spelled like Paul Coffee. It's not spelled like coffee. It's with the Y at the end. And I'm like, he's a hockey player. And she's like, yeah. Do you know him? I'm like, yeah, I know Paul Coffee. Like, you know the thing. And then this guy, Paul Coffee, who's not Paul Coffee, walks into the gym, and his name is Paul Coffee, but he's and he's a hockey player. He plays hockey. He plays like men's league stuff. And uh, you know, and I helped him out, and it was great. And he's become a friend. Um, but you know, he's not the Hall of Fame. You know, multiple time. You know, captain of that team with Wayne Gretzky on it. You were and, like, you know, I saved the good. Yeah, surprise. I'm like, where's Messier? Like, who else you got for me here? Um, but uh, yeah, it was it was uh, pretty interesting that I got to train Paul Coffee. So that's my you know the hockey player. The other Paul Coffey, the hockey. I leave that part out. I got a resume here, you know. Like I trained Paul Coffey. I got another friend. His name's his last name's Kennedy. I'm like, he's a Kennedy, and they're like, he really? And I'm like, yeah, he's a Kennedy. He's not really like a Kennedy, Kennedy, but he's a Kennedy. (laughs) (laughs) She's shaking her head at me. I am so shaking my head. (laughs) And this is where the conversation took a turn. So yes, I am aware of the Edmonton Oilers. <laughs> oh, and we my. have a mall. We have a mall. A big one. Okay. Heard of that? Yes. Yeah. Yes. See that this was another selling point point to meeting the American from Minnesota because <gasps> the West Edmonton Mall and the Mall of America yeah. are sister uh, malls, if you will. Something and something in common. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I've been to the Mall of America many times. All right. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. I have to ask you this. Um, for all the fitness people and everyone else that's wondering, um, talk to us about um, once you started doing your videos. What are you doing with them? Are you? Do you have a library where people, um, you know, pay like a monthly? Do they? Do they subscribe to you? Is that with training? What are? What do you find is working with that? We've got a huge, we've got our, all of our videos are basically on our Facebook uh, group. We have a private uh, Facebook group okay. and we've, yeah, we've basically got the, um, it's a, like a monthly membership or subscription. Um, first we started off as like donation and now people have decided, <laughs> I guess when they first started, they kind of just started making donations and then they, um, they just continued on making that same uh, monthly rate. And so that's been their, that's kind of their, their membership fee. And um, I think you, you posted that, you know, that you have a suggestion to actually do that. Yeah. yeah. I, I just started with just what do I think people will pay? Certainly not necessarily what I'm worth, but 
what what am I willing to to do to provide this service for? And I think we started at a very reasonable suggestion of seven to ten dollars per experience, or thirty to forty dollars for as many um, live or virtual sessions that you wanted to attend in a month. And honestly, we it's a very- really don't manage it. People just pay on the owner system. And they, they really do. It's almost like they're paying their monthly bills. Uh, Cause I see it when I, tr- when I do the tracking um, it's like their monthly payment. It's mm-hmm. like, Oh, and then they, boom, they made it. And it's like the same payment every month, um, regardless of whether it's a $6 amount or, or much, much more. It's, That's it's awesome. yeah, it's interesting. Good um, for you. But yeah, we haven't, we haven't uh, taken it to any other platform yet. Uh, our plan is yes, to uh, put them all into uh, YouTube and um uh, just we we thought or I initially thought I wanted to just build a library of uh, videos first and then plunk that onto YouTube um, and then just make that transition. So that's something that's kind of in our plans for the near future. I'm always curious yeah. because that's like that's a sticking point with a with a lot of people of even myself with you know different groups and video libraries and whatnot. I there's people that you know have have worked with me and they have access to the library and then if they don't do anything anymore like do you kick them off <laughs> like I haven't kicked anyone off but I'm like yeah, mm, yeah we haven't half of me is like think, oh. <laughs> yeah I think when we change when we get done with changing platforms uh-huh. um, I don't know that I'll I'll kick anybody out of the Facebook group that we have I suspect no. that I'll probably just leave that for mm-hmm. all eternity so. If people want to utilize those those videos, they're welcome to. I mean, honestly, some of them are in our basement before the renovation was done, and things are a little bit of a frightening disaster, or the you know the lighting's not that great. Um, so you know they they grew with us, and I appreciate the the commitment of of the followers. It really has meant a lot to both Mark and I. And personally, I. I- even though we're planning on moving it to YouTube, um, I still have plans of, you know, just a couple of weeks ago, I was writing out plans and intentions like, okay, these are the, this is the next step of what I'm going to offer within the Facebook group um, just to those people, just to offer them more value because <clears throat> I see that their loyalty um, in their, in their actions of actually going back to other videos just on multiple days during the week. It's like, Hey, you know what? They're really, they're really utilizing this, mm-hmm. this um, technology and this Avenue and, you know, regardless of whether or not, you know, we go back to the normal usage of uh, fitness facilities within the next year or however long that might be, they're building this habit now. And if they can still utilize this as a tool going forward, whether it be in six months or even six years, it's something that's there for them or anybody else. And if you're, you're trying to reach out to those people and give them value and give them options because, you know, for myself as well, working one-on-one with people, if they're working out once a week or twice a week, it's like, you know what, you could do a little bit more. And I've had clients that, sure, they'll work out once a week in person, and then they do a yoga class online, they take a different class online, uh, they went for a jog. And the interesting thing is that now that they have more tools, they're actually more active than they were before. And I feel like, hey, you know what, if we can keep the the Facebook groups going and the people that are using that great. If we can provide another platform and another opportunity, that's great. If it's the shared uh, people that are using it, perfect. If it's not, and it's a different uh, group of people, we've just built and grown or grown that outreach of, of our network. That's my favorite. I don't ever, I tell people if they ever want to work with me, cause I don't, I don't do personal, like personal training is not my thing all the time, but I have, you know, a couple clients and I tell people, I'm like, listen, I'm not here to hold your hand. I want to see you maybe once a week. You need me twice to really start out because this is about you. I got to teach you the tools yeah. so that you could function. Yeah, but then there's the longevity there. of it. Of I'd rather yeah. not see you four times a week for two months and then never again. I want to see you once a yeah. week for the next seven years. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you know, you know what's cool too is that when you have the video or if you train people video it's like you could have one person in this state the other person on this side of the world mm-hmm. like and you're all like woo, you know yeah. and yeah. they could split the prices i don't there's so many good it's, positive things it's interesting but i started that um like between 2016 and 17 
and uh, was exposed to that and I thought, wow, this is awesome. You have people that are like, and I even started advertising in Mexico or in Australia. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, holy cow, I'm getting call phone calls from people all mm -hmm. around the world. It's so, so great. And, and you yeah, know, business hours exciting. don't matter. You can make a little money while you're sleeping, you know, depending on when they use it or how they subscribe. And, and uh, you know, yeah. it is it is a really good platform. And the reason I asked the question to begin with is because I think that now that people are getting back to the way that things were, kind of, it's never, you know, um, that they're getting away from this awesome tool that, you know, that they that they were able to keep them in the game uh, and, you know, grow their business base. And, and, you know, I just think that it's it's lost on them exactly what the role of that was. Yeah. One thing that's really fun that um, I've noticed with the participants in my recorded classes is that I'll, I'll call out and comment on what they're doing during the class. You know, I can see their little bubble in the screen and, and use their names um, and then also comment and try and connect to people that might be doing the classes as a recording and encourage them. But they'll go back, you know, and do a recorded video and they say, Oh yeah, you said my name at such and such a point. And I, in the original one, but then I was doing the recording and it made me work even harder. So adding those little individual uh, touches in the live event is helpful for them when they go back and do a, a recording. So that was something that I was kind of, was like, should I use their name? Should I not? And, and most of the feedback on that was, yeah, keep, keep calling out to us because uh, it gives us that, that second wind and extra push uh, when we're not in a live event and yeah. using a recording. So that's kind of fun. I wish I would have thought of like, even if you didn't have a lot of people in your class, I just yelled a million names throughout class. Yeah. Like, John, Sally, Susie. Like, yeah. maybe, cause, because in the future, maybe they're going to be there, you know, and they're going to want to know. They're going to want to shout and out. And sometimes I'll, I'll actually do that thinking of, thinking of who my subscribers are and knowing the ones that never get the opportunity to join us live. But to send a personal note to oh, that funny. individual, that's knowing cool. that, oh, I know you're going to be doing this recording, so it's, you better be hustling. It's the same when I've taught some uh, classes where nobody's been on the live class, but you know, as I'm going through it, I'm talking. I'm talking. It's almost like I'm talking to that same crowd, mm -hmm. and they have no idea whether there's people there or not. That's, yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So tell us as we, uh, as we're about to wind down, you have these videos and whatnot. How can people join this? You guys are awesome. And I would love to, uh, have our listeners around the world get in touch with you if they have any questions or want to join some of this. So where do they find you? Uh, my personal, uh, page on Facebook is Wendy McCormick and my business page is Wonder Woman Fitness. And I have my personal page on Facebook, Mark McCormick, and then also MMC Fitness uh, page, uh, Facebook page as well. And that's, I've, we've got some, I've got a Twitter handle and uh, Instagram as well, but mostly uh, just through Facebook. And then our classes are on, uh, if you go to our personal pages or even our business pages, you'll, you'll see the link to um, our Zoom classes and uh, people should be able to either direct messages and we can get in touch with them any other way. Yeah. Uh, usually on Sundays, I put out the schedule for the week ahead and it'll have what, what I'm doing live, what we're doing virtually, um, our zoom information. And yeah, if they want to reach out and contact us, we would absolutely love to connect with whether it's fitness enthusiasts or other fitness uh, professionals. It's, one thing that's just been so phenomenal through this season is just meeting new new people or or connecting with fitness icons that you previously were completely untouchable or that you had never. Oh, you're of. welcome. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you set yourself up for that you one. <laughs> yeah, icon. I mean, honestly, you had um, had done a podcast with Lawrence Viscontini and mm -hmm. I'm in his mentoring group and I'm like, Oh my goodness, who is this Christine person? And, uh, and so I checked out your facial fitness thing and granted I've been a little 
busy just with the reopening of our facility, but that is another avenue that mm. I absolutely am thrilled to develop. Exciting. I can't wait to have just a little more time to do some marketing with the um, older adult community here in Edmonton. Great. That I know is, is really suffering because the, the uh, older adult facilities are closed and uh, just not allowing their, their trainers back in for, for group fitness. Mm. But this is one format that is so, so indicative or so easy to use through Zoom or other virtual platforms that I can't wait to get going on this. I just presented with, with Trisha earlier today and um, people were commenting on this. They're like, this is hysterical. This is, I'm like, exactly. That's, you're getting it. You know, you're smiling. Who cares? Yeah. Oh my gosh. We need more smiles. We need more smiles. smiles. See? Absolutely. Oh my gosh. You two are fantastic. And we thank you so much for coming and uh, sharing your story, inspiring everyone, giving us a little uh, Canadian insight from Edmonton about what's going on. And um, that was awesome. Yeah, thank you very much, guys. It was a pleasure. Hey, it was we a pleasure so as well. so grateful to spend the hour with you, and we will definitely come and check you out in Jersey next time. Oh, nice. Down in that department. Nice. All right. <laughs> Let's do it. All right. With that said, it is Christine Conte. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are Two Fit Crazy. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Peace.